to Libraryland Loves, a podcast from the OLA. I'm your host, Michelle Arbuckle, and this is our first episode back of our fourth season. I'm so excited to be back, and I hope that you had a lovely and restful summer. We're now at the end of September, and I gotta say, fall is my jam. It's my season of choice in Canada. Virgo season ends today. We've all been super productive and getting buzzed on the smell of freshly sharpened pencils. And I'm thrilled to be back on this podcast, connecting with some of my favorite library people. And today is no exception. Now, a heads up for our podcast listeners that there's a bit of a different energy in the Library Land Loves studio today, aka my dining room, because we are recording this episode live and personal for the Ontario Library Service Conference, which is happening on this day, Tuesday, September 21st. And we have almost 300 public library people tuned in right now listening to this conversation live. It's a lot of pressure and much like a Bravo show, anything can happen live. Today, I am thrilled to be talking with Joanna Agard, the Assistant Director of Bruce County Public Library. She has been a part of OPLA Council at OLA for many years, both as Northwestern Ontario Councillor, and she's also served as President from 2012 to 14. And also, she's one of my favorite public library people. Many of my favorite super conference memories involve Joanna and her former colleague, Jesse Roberts, getting into no good at the Public Library Gala. Uh, she is one of those people who gives off really good vibes, and I know her to work with such integrity and enthusiasm. She spent 10 years as the virtual services librarian at the Thunder Bay Public Library and led that system's Web 2.0 initiatives. Remember Web 2.0? What a thing. Oh, seems so long ago. <laughs> Joanna shared with me that she started off her career as a manager with a lot of enthusiasm and support, but after a few reorgs, she lost that love and feeling and the feeling of fun in her work. And she started leading in a begrudging way until a very well-intentioned and brave, I might add, colleague called her out on her attitude. She said she had an aha moment a few months into her new role at Bruce County when her director was asking her questions and checking in a lot when it hit her that this is what being set up for success felt like. And in her words, she had to break up with her bad attitudes towards management because now she was management. Joanna now oversees the operations of 17 branches with eight supervisors as well as van drivers. It's a big job. And Joanna is here to talk about how she keeps all the balls in the air and is still fulfilled, challenged, and successful. So we'll be right back for our talk with Joanna Agard. Welcome, Joanna. Thank you so much, Michelle. It's so nice to see you. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thanks. How are you? Excellent, thank you. Why don't we start off, before we get into your list, why don't you just tell me a little bit about what it looks like right now in Bruce County, like in terms of the system and what your work looks like at this stage in the pandemic, how are you doing? Um, we're doing great. Um, the past two weeks have been all about printing uh, proof of vaccines, <laughs> which is um, something we decided to do for free at the branches, print and laminate, mind you. So it's been um, crazy on the front lines. There's a huge demand for that service. And I mean, it is a great way to showcase the libraries. Um, place in the community to help with um, tech support and stuff, but at the same time, staff are just like overwhelmed with all the demand. So um, yeah, that's been the latest thing, but um, we opened the doors to regular hours back at the beginning of the summer. So it's been uh, rolling along pretty nicely. We're uh, dipping a toe into in-person 
in the library programming. We did some outdoor programming in the summer, but starting to have small groups spaced out and, you know, using all the COVID measures. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it feels it feels sort of good and ca- cautiously optimistic, as I'm sure many other people are feeling as well, because we don't know what's around the corner, but trying to stay positive is important Absolutely. for sure. Well, well done. That's a great idea, the printing of the vaccine cards. Fabulous job. Um, Let's talk a little bit about what we're going to talk about today, your top five list. So we're bringing some Oprah-style aha moments to library (laughs) land today. We're talking about management and leadership and also some solid general life advice. So tell me about this list and what this topic means to you. Okay, so we kind of started thinking about leadership lessons. And then as, as I was thinking about them, it was like, oh, that's kind of just general good life advice, right? Yeah. So, and I think that, um, I mean, as you, as you, as you said, I've been, um, I've been the super excited cheerleader sort of staff person, and then I was not. <laughs> so I feel like I've, I've been around the block a bit, and now in this new role, I'm so happy to be in a role where I can use my experience and like you said, feel fulfilled and happy at work. And um, so I'm happy to share share these lessons that I've learned along the way. Okay, that's great. Uh, so before we get into your number one tip, we were going to pull up a poll. Let me just find it here. And it is a question for everyone about where you find yourself right now. So in terms of your manager, do you find your manager currently supporting you in the way that you need? Which could mean an all number of things, depending on what your personal choice is. I'll give you one, one more second. Okay. This is, this is interesting. So we've got 64% of people that do feel supported, 22 do not, and 14% aren't quite sure, maybe aren't quite sure, have never thought about what that means to, to be supported or aren't quite sure of what the question means, I'm not sure. Um, but let's get into your number one uh, tip because I think this all relates to this question. Okay, so my number one tip is to show up. And by that, I mean, just the very simple things, right? Be where you are when you say you're going to be there, join the meeting at the right time, know what's going on during your day, and just kind of be there. And there is, I think it's a Woody Allen quote that's 80% of success is showing up. And I often think of that because it's just so annoying and non-professional when somebody doesn't show up. And we all know life happens and sometimes you're late or whatever, but at least say, you know, if, if you can say, I'm going to be late, I'll get back to you at, by the end of the week about that email, but you know, show up, be, (laughs) be polite, be courteous. Um, just be nice to people, right? Be, be, and it's all part of being professional. It's very simple, but sometimes I think we get caught up in whatever our own stuff or life things that are going on and 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 sometimes people just kind of forget to do those basic things and like you alluded to um my job right now it is a busy job there's lots of balls in the air and sometimes I drop them and I know that and 
Um, it doesn't feel great. Um, but, you know, again, if you do, don't show up to something, you know, acknowledge it, apologize and carry on and, and just try and do better the next time. But mm-hmm. I think that um, that's a very basic general rule. And like we said, for life in general as well. Absolutely. This is a huge one. And I think it's interesting because I think for those library workers who are still working remote, um, you know, we used to have the advantage of when we were all in the same building, we could kind of see where people were at. I knew when my boss was overloaded with meetings and, you know, where her stress level was or my colleagues and what was going on. But now that we're at OLA anyway, we're remote. Um, understanding where people are and, you know, what might be preventing them from showing up is harder to determine. And I think that uh, as managers, giving people some leeway, but also being real and and communicating with people, look, I've got this going on. I'm not going to be able to get back to you until a week from now. Like not ghosting people is really important right now. Right. Right. For sure. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Okay. Great. All right. So number two, what's your tip number two? So number two is slightly related, and it's you don't know what you don't know. So you may have seen the picture of the iceberg. So if, you know, somebody is having a bad day or something, you might think, oh, well, they're just a jerk, but you don't know all the stuff that's going on in their life, right, underneath. And this was another one of those aha moments when I moved into, you know, being the man, whatever, the manager. now I'm sort of privy to all this information. So, <laughs> and it was like, oh, well, maybe that's why that happened or that person didn't answer me or whatever. So like in life and your personal relationships, often um, your manager, your supervisor, the library director, you know, has is privy to a whole bunch of other stuff that's going on in the municipality or Uh, with a board member, maybe with union stuff or whatever that they can't tell you, like it's confidential, you don't know what's going on. And when Michelle and I were chatting about this, we were thinking, you know, there needs to be a way for managers to say that, right? You can't just say, oh, we need a code word, safe word of some kind. And it's not (laughs) like saying to your kids, you know, oh, you're too young to understand. It's, it's, you know, not in a condescending way, but some way to say um, there's more to this situation than meets the eye, or there's more going on that I just can't talk about at the moment, or we need to figure out how to like normalize saying that, right? So that you're not pissing people off or frustrating them or whatever, because you're not answering as fully as you can right so absolutely yeah you don't know what you don't know that's a hard one it's also really hard because I know me uh as a staff person will sometimes be in in a situation where I'm not being told something for a reason and I start to take it personally like oh it's me Mm. I've done something Uh, I'm the reason for that cold shoulder moment and so this point is really important for those people who who have those instincts is that, you know, those moments are probably almost certainly not about you. Um, but the flip side of that also is communicate that if you're mm-hmm. not sure, if you're not sure about um, a manager or a colleague's um, reaction to something or the way that they're handling something, I think just having open communication can help with that so much. For sure. Right. Yeah. All right. Um, tip number three. Oh, so we had a poll before we were going to go to tip number three. Hold up. 
So tip number three is asking you, do you currently have a network? So do you have a group of people that you can go to right now uh, if you had a question about your career, if you weren't sure where you were going in your career or um, you thought maybe you wanted to make a leap in a certain way, do you have a group of people you can go to to ask about that? Okay, this is very interesting. Can you see the numbers coming in or can I only see the numbers coming in? I can't see them. Okay, that's good to know. <laughs> I'm gonna leave you in suspense for a moment. Okay. Wow, these numbers are fascinating. <laughs> All right, let me share that. Oh, I so only 45% of people said yes, and 50 said no, and five are unsure. That's really, really interesting to me. Um, let's get into your tip three. Okay, so tip three is to network. So we all need people on our side, on our team connections to uh, bounce ideas off, to discuss things with, to tell you when you're being a jerk. And um, yeah, we just need, we need our personal networks and other people need you as well. And I think that it's really important as library workers, as professionals to give back to our profession. And I found being involved in uh, the OPLA council has just been invaluable. I met so many people from across the province and, still you know become friends with a lot of them and just just to have that network to know somebody at another library that you can call on to ask for help or how's it going and so on and um yeah networking is so huge and there are a lot of ways to get involved with with ola and just you know now joining facebook groups or whatever right there's so many ways to connect with people Mm -hmm. And I wanted to give a little plug for the OLA's Mentor Match program. Mm -hmm. And I think that uh, often library workers or new people new to the profession think they don't have anything to give. But I guarantee you, everybody, everybody on this uh, in this conference today has something to share. And it's great to be able to give back and share your experiences and, and nurture somebody along. And also, if, if you're looking for a, um, guidance, you can also apply to, to be a mentee and to get mentored. So there are a lot of ways out there to, um, to help build your network. And I think it's so important. And again, it's another life lesson, right? We all need friends. We need our support group. We need our cheerleaders. And um, yeah, that's just so important for sure. And yeah. I think that um, one of the things I've learned over the years, I mean, libraries are all so similar, but we're also so different. So just chatting with somebody about, oh, how do you do this? How are you printing vaccine receipts? What are you doing about this? What are you doing about that? There's, you know, we could talk all day, all week, all month with each other about how we do things, right? Which is great. And that's how we learn and develop. Yeah. So what kind of... Um... What kind of networks do you belong to now? Has that changed since you became an assistant director? Or are you plugged into a, a different group of people or do you kind of keep the same group throughout your career? I think my, my group has kind of um, developed, I guess. I don't belong to a secret assistant director group or anything like that. <laughs> Darn it, maybe I should start with. <laughs> um, and I think um, 
yeah, being able to have these, you know, my people that I can um, bounce ideas off and so on has just yeah. kind of developed. So yeah, I think it kind of changes throughout your career, like your friends group kind of does throughout your life, right? You mm-hmm. gravitate to the people that you have things in common with and so on. Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's it's so important for for every level of the library, from the CEO down, and you know the board included, um, and you know especially like if you are the only person in your library to hold a certain role. There's a whole network out there, for example, of children's librarians or technical library people, or, um, you know, I know the CEOs have quite a network where they can talk. So I think it's so important to find your people. And I, and also one of the great things about Libraryland is how generous everyone is. Everyone is so willing to give their time and their expertise and, and help people out with a problem. I think, you know, we're talking a bit about management today, and that's an issue that managers have identified is that they have pressure from the people that they are managing and also for reporting up to the CEO. And so, you know, finding that balance and being able to communicate with other managers at that level is so important. And uh, I think there's so many groups out there that can help. For sure. Yeah. All right. So that moves us on to tip number four. Tip number four. Okay. So this kind of comes from another aha moment I had recently, which is the job of management, like capital M management, I guess, is to support the rest of the organization, not the other way around. So here at Bruce County, I supervise our eight branch supervisors, and then in turn, the branch supervisors oversee uh, either two or three of the 17 branches. And my job isn't to um, isn't for them to support me. My job is to make sure they have the resources and the direction and all the things they need to make the branches run smoothly. Mm-hmm. And that was that was totally like, oh, that's what I'm doing here. <laughs> it's kind of like turns the org chart upside down, right? Um, yeah. And and how and to figure out how to do that in in the best way. Um, so, so yeah, and I want, I, I sincerely want everyone to succeed, right? Like I'm not here to be, um, you know, to, to um, give orders and just, you know, at my whim, my, my job is to direct and make sure there's consistency and make sure um, everybody has the tools they need to provide excellent service at all and consistent service at all the locations. Mm-hmm. So yeah, hopefully your manager, supervisor, whoever is there to support you as well. And yeah. and like we were saying, I mean, sometimes if communication gets mixed up or there's misunderstanding or you don't really realize what's going on, you might not feel that way all the time. But I think that that's, that's the role of the management. I couldn't agree more. It's, it's, it's also a really big ego check, I think, for mm-hmm. some managers who might not have thought about it that way. And I know that when I started managing um, and thinking about what I had hoped for, or what I had received from a manager that had been unexpected, was when a manager helped me think about my career beyond them. Mm-hmm. And it's such a selfless thing to coach someone almost out of the job. <laughs> but 
if you do it in a way where you're putting them first in their needs and, um, and you're just kind of aware of what their hopes and I won't, I won't get too, you know, mushy hopes and dreams. And, you know, it is a bit of a, a career coach at that point. You don't have to go that far, but I think, you know, understanding your team and what motivates them to come to work and where they want to be in a year five years, 10 years is helpful. It's helpful in your relationship with them and, um, and helpful to know what kind of training they might want to do and that kind of thing. Do you have that kind of relationship with your team where you're, you're checking and balancing against, you know, the skills they have versus the skills they need to know? I think I'm working on it. So I've been here almost a year and it's been COVID the whole time, right? So there's been, um, you know, all those kind of challenges, but but that kind of leads to another point about how important it is to get to know people, right? Like. Mm-hmm where, like you were saying, where they are in their career, what they need, and so on, and then nurture that along and and make sure they're fulfilled and excited to come to work and using all their skills as well, right? Because it's great for them and it's great for the organization as well. If if you can do that, you know, let people or allow, create the environment for people to work to their full potential. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. When I see a system, you know, I, I, we're in the middle of super conference proposals right now. When I see a system where only leadership are submitting proposals, it's a red flag mm-hmm. because why are you not supporting the other people in your library system? Why is no one else on the floor in the ranks, you know, doing the work? Why are they not sharing what they're up to? Um, so that's just something that I always find. And I'm impressed when certain systems have people presenting from across, you know, from all walks of the library. I think that's so great when they can do that. Right. Yeah, that's good. All right. So your last point, before we get into that, um, we're going to kind of go back to that first question, which was, oh, sorry, I didn't stop sharing that other poll, Um, which was, um, are you being supported? So now we'd like to know what is the most supportive thing your manager can do for you? And our choices are listen more, Uh, be more transparent about decisions, allow you to lead more, not micromanage, or maybe something else entirely. What's the most supportive thing your manager can do for you? Joanna, how would you answer this? Hmm. I think my manager right now is amazing. Um, I don't know if we're still in the honeymoon period. (laughs) We might be, but, um, and we, and we often say we're still kind of figuring out our dance, like we're very sort of different um, personalities and approaches to work. And um, yeah, I think it's a tough one. Um, hmm. You put me on the spot, Michelle. Sorry, Joanna. <laughs> I mean, I, I know for me, I really like not being micromanaged. Mm. Um, and OLA is, like, Sheila at OLA is amazing and, and a fantastic leader. Um, but also the, the transparency of decisions. And I know we talked mm. about that in your previous point and how that's not always possible. Right. For me, that's a that's a really supportive thing when, a, when my manager can talk about what's going on and, and you know, what she's dealing with. So mm-hmm. here we go. Here's our results. We've got mm, most people saying not micromanaged, led by the transparency. 
and then listening more and allowing people to lead more. That's great. If there's another, feel free to um, put it in the chat what your other is if you if you feel safe in doing so. Um, so let's get into your tip five then. All right, so tip five is no surprises. And I remember hearing this from people who were supervising me in the past. And I always thought, well, like, what do you mean? But it's about keeping communication open, giving your, your manager or supervisor a heads up about things. Like if you've had a cranky patron, if the roof is leaking a little bit because you don't want to hear, you know, this patron made it made a scene and stormed out and wrote a letter to the editor and is never coming back. And you're like, well, you know, why didn't you tell me last week when they were mad about whatever, or, you know, the roof all of a sudden caved in and it's been leaking a little bit for a month. Well, I should have known about that. Right. So, um, the, no, the, no surprises thing, I think has a lot to do with open communication. Feel free to, you know, share all the things, even if you think it's not significant and on a related note, ask and don't assume, and that comes back to communication as well. So it's always better to ask more questions if you don't fully understand something and don't assume. So um, I think especially as a, as a new person, like being new and having this huge learning curve and feeling like all I'm doing all day is asking questions. Well, that's how you learn, right? So, and, yeah. and now a year later, I don't ask as many questions. I still ask lots, but... <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and it, and, um, and sort of having these different experiences help me relate to other people who have started, you know, it's fine. Like, feel free, ask anything. It doesn't matter. It's mm -hmm. fine. And, um, mm -hmm. yeah. And like we were saying, everybody, every library is different, right? We all do things a different way. We have different filing systems and where we keep things and, and call things and whatever. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, ask if what, you don't know. What does that look like then for your team in terms of communication? Are you meeting regularly and communicating then, or do you encourage them to email you? Do you have a, a shared document or something where you communicate with each other? We are a big um, Microsoft Teams shop, and I know people, some people, <laughs> some people hate it. So we do often do like little my eyes over here, chatty things. Yeah. <laughs> using the chat instead of emailing if, if that's more appropriate. And I do meet with each supervisor once a month and, you know, we schedule those meetings ahead of time. So they don't, we don't kind of lose track of them. So we have these one-on-ones once a month to go over things. And I feel like everybody's all the, all the supervisors are very comfortable to email or ask or, you know, ask for a phone call if some of them prefer it. So, and, mm -hmm. and again, that comes back to, to getting to know the work styles of the people you work with, right? Is this person going to reply to an email today or should I just send them a little chat or whatever? So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We have, yeah. we have monthly, I have monthly check-ins with my, each of my team members individually um, to talk about where they're at and what the issues are. And we have a big philosophy at OLA that, you know, when it comes time for your annual review, there shouldn't be any surprises, mm, just like what you've right. said, no yeah. surprises because, you know, it should be coming up every month and you should be able to address those along the way rather than getting to the end of the year and finding out something hasn't been working for 12 months, right. you know? Right. Yeah. yeah. And I do have a, a daily check-in with my supervisor, with the director here. So, and that was part of that thinking, like, why does she want to talk to me all the time like 
but it's because you know because we need to we need to communicate she wants to make sure I'm being successful so the rest of the organization is successful and yeah so yeah for sure that's great did you find that change the style of your communication did it change during pandemic um I'm not sure because I, I started this new role during the pandemic. So oh, okay. Right. Yes. yes. Yeah. So you just you just came <laughs> I don't know, in maybe and started it'll afresh. Change if if the pandemic's ever over, maybe I'll change. <laughs> we'll check back in with you in 13 months. Uh, yeah, sounds good. <laughs> All right. Well, that is wonderful. Thank you so much, Joanna, for all of these tips. I think it's fantastic. I find it helpful to have these conversations both from a manager's perspective, but also as someone who is managed and think about, you know, what my boss is thinking about and has to deal with and uh, how to better check in with her about things. So I think this is really helpful. Thank you. Great. Well, thanks so much for having me. That was it was really fun. And it gave me pause to reflect on my first year here as well. So Absolutely. That's great. Yep. Well, thank you so much to Joanna and everyone at the OLS conference. That's all the time we have for today. If you're interested in knowing more about the program that Joanna was mentoring, mentioning, mentoring, the program Joanna was mentioning, Mentor Match, uh, or becoming part of OLA, we actually have the call for nominations open right now on council. You can go to accessola.com for more information. So thank you so much to Joanna Agard, to everyone attending the conference today for participating in our conversation. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Library Land Loves. Please don't forget to drop me a line if there's something that you'd like to talk about or something you or your library is doing. My contact information will be linked in the show notes and I would love to hear from you. So take care, stay safe, and we'll talk to you next week.